If you're going through menopause, perimenopause, or you just can't seem to find comfort in your body anymore, then it's time to try Hormone Harmony. Created by Happy Mammoth, this science-backed solution has become a phenomenon. With adaptogens to help your body adapt to hormonal changes, Hormone Harmony tackles hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean, and other things. Plus, with over 17,000 reviews mentioning feeling like myself again, it's a game changer. Get 15% off your first order at happymammoth.com with code AFFIRMATIONS. Don't let menopause or hormonal changes hold you back. Try Hormone Harmony today. Let's talk about progress. Here at AFBG, we're all about embracing progress, big or small. We celebrate those little victories because they are just as important, especially on our journey to financial well-being. Like setting aside savings each month, but still leaving room for that perfume you've been dying to have. Because here, we believe in treating ourselves, okay? And Chime is here to make that journey even smoother. My favorite feature Chime offers is Spot Me. It's fee-free overdraft up to $200. And you even get paid up to two days earlier with direct deposit. And let me tell y'all, it's like Christmas when that check hits early, baby. So say goodbye to those stressful overdraft experiences and hello to a financial institution that truly cares about your well-being. With Chime, you'll join millions of members working towards financial progress. Plus, there are no monthly fees or maintenance fees, and you get access to over 60,000 fee-free ATMs nationwide. Y'all, it's time to take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your Chime account in minutes at chime.com affirmations. That's chime.com affirmations. Chime feels like progress. Yesterday, I found myself at yet another wedding, my sixth invite in just two years. As a woman in her late 20s from the South, the pressure is starting to mount. Of course, I am so happy for all of my friends and the wedding air was festive, love was all around, and yet a question lingered. When will it be my turn? What is going on, beautiful people? You are listening to the Affirmations for Black Girls podcast, where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves. I am your host, Tyra, the creative actress, content creator, and mental health enthusiast. So I saw a post on Instagram this morning that has really stuck with me. The caption of it, well, the photo was a black couple and the caption said, you are worth finding worth knowing, worth loving, you and all your one million layers, always hold that close. And it was as if God was speaking to me through this post in this moment, because I just recently started to question God, when will it be my turn? So today we'll be diving into the mind of an almost 29 year old woman from the South who lives in LA and wants her fairy tale ending. But before we do, let's hop into our affirmation of the week. 
This week's affirmation is, I celebrate my individuality and honor my own timeline. Let's drop in, you guys. I celebrate my individuality and honor my own timeline. I celebrate my individuality and honor my own timeline. I celebrate my individuality and honor my own timeline. I celebrate my individuality and honor my own timeline. I celebrate my individuality and honor my own timeline. I celebrate my individuality and honor my own timeline. What does it look like to celebrate your individuality? What does it look like to honor your timeline? Let's say it one last time together. I celebrate my individuality and honor my own timeline. Oh, y'all, that was good. So these days, I'm learning to celebrate my own timeline a little bit more. But I would be lying if I said that it was easy. I know there are some of you listening who are older than me because I've been taking a look at my demographics and thank y'all for listening. But I know some of you guys are older than me and may be thinking, girl, you are still in your 20s. Calm down. I am aware that on the grand scheme, I am young. But in my personal experience, I am more than the odd man out than I ever expected myself to be. A few weeks ago, we talked about the gift of disappointment. And in that episode, I mentioned that our lives are full of expectations. And when those expectations go unmet, our hearts grow sick or we grow disappointed. So in a really, really raw way, I'm just sharing the feelings with you guys today as I work through the roller coaster of thoughts and feelings that come along with unmet expectations. I'm just gonna come out and say it. I thought I would be married by now or at least have a heavy contender vowing for the husband role in my life. You feel me? But as I continue to age and still be unmarried, the anxiety starts to set in and no, it's not constant. It goes in waves and I am genuinely happy with the life that I am creating, but I do wish to share my life with someone else. In my mind, I constantly tell myself all of the things I could be focusing on instead. And to be honest, that's not what I want to do all the time, y'all. I think if you are constantly focusing on something else, you're actually suppressing something that you should indeed work through. 
So I would tell myself, Tyra, focus on your acting career. Focus on all this other stuff you got going on. Stop worrying about these men. Don't worry about who's getting married and all of that stuff. But what I wasn't doing when I decided to go and focus on other things was acknowledge the anxiety that is starting to build up inside of me. Two of the main things I do to combat this anxiety is to challenge my negative thoughts and practice self-compassion. One of the negative thoughts that constantly go through my mind is maybe dating and marriage aren't for you. Tyra, you always get the short end of the stick or you are never really chosen first. And to combat these thoughts, I'm learning to check them at the door and reframe them immediately, y'all. So the biggest one, maybe dating and marriage aren't for me. I begin to say to myself, Tyra, there is someone out there who has a heart big enough and hands big enough to carry all of the love you have to give. Or I will also say, I serve a good God and he wants to give us a he wants to give us the desires of our hearts in due time. And let me tell you, obviously this is a strong desire of my heart. So practicing self-compassion on the other hand is Definitely a little bit harder for me, but I'm proud of the progress that I have made so far. Practicing self-compassion will increase your self-worth or how highly you think of yourself. The literal definition of self-worth is the internal sense of being good enough and worthy of love and belonging from others. Externally, I know I'm worthy of at least making it in my career, for example, but on the inside... I could do a little more self-work to love on me a little bit more. And I don't think you could ever have too much self-worth. So if you find yourself feeling bad about yourself because of your dating life or lack thereof, treat yourself with kindness and compassion. Remember that your worth isn't determined solely by your relationship status. Embrace the sentiment I shared earlier. You are worth finding, worth knowing, worth loving and believe in your own value. Hey, AFBG family, we absolutely love hearing from you and want to know your thoughts. Send us your burning questions, topic suggestions, or even share your personal stories at affirmationsforblackgirls at gmail.com. We might feature them in an upcoming episode and your voice matters. So shoot us your story and let's dive deeper and create a space where your experiences and perspectives are celebrated. Dating is scary, y'all. Growing older is scary. It's exciting, but scary at the same time. Through a little bit of reflection, I realized that I developed a scarcity mindset when it comes to dating. Being a woman in her late 20s, it often feels like weddings, proposals, baby announcements, and other monumental life milestones are happening left and right as I just look from the sidelines. I've been to six weddings in two years, and it's hard not to feel the pressure. Since my last breakup, I actually met this guy that I was really starting to like, that 
honestly just wasn't going to work out for me in the long run because I, I felt it in my gut that it just wasn't it. I told y'all about this in a previous episode and I told y'all that I ended things with him. Mm, well, <laughs> y'all, I ended up texting that man. I ended up texting him again. I literally said to him, I'm just playing. I don't want to stop talking to you. Y'all, that was definitely not one of my finest moments, but it's been a month since, or no, it's been actually closer to two months since I sent him that text message. And once again, today, I am in a space where I find my gut telling me to end it before I get in too deep. Here's the thing. I really like this man. Like, I really like this man. This guy is smart. He's witty. He makes me laugh. He has a great career. He has goals and dreams and is determined to re- reach them. He wants a he wants to live a Christian lifestyle. Like, he wants, like, a wife that has Christian values and all of this stuff. But he doesn't really know what he wants in relationship. And he has not said that, but based on questions I ask and conversations we have, my gut is telling me that that is the case. And on top of that, he is always saying he's so busy and I rarely see him. To put it into perspective, we haven't been on a date since before I went home for my grandma's funeral, but we always texting. (laughs) And I think I allowed the situation to go on as long as I have because I have started to fall into a scarcity dating mindset. So what exactly is scarcity dating? Scarcity dating is that feeling you get when you think potential partners are in short supply, like there is no more fish in the sea. And it makes the dating scene feel like a battlefield. It's feeling like there's an invisible timer that is just ticking away, telling you that if you don't find somebody soon, then you're just going to miss out on the whole crop, on the whole harvest season. So since I found this guy who quite honestly, y'all, checked a lot of boxes that have never been checked for me before, I wanted to hold on so tight. And I was very accommodating when he said, oh, I can't meet because I'm super busy, all this type of stuff. Um, Because of in the past, I've only dated guys who had nothing but time. Or in my most recent relationship, he was a freelance cinematographer. So he worked for himself. He could do a lot of his work, like editing and stuff from home, i.e., at my apartment or I would go over to his and we would have like work dates and things like that. This guy can't do that. He, I don't even know if I told y'all what he do. I'm not even going to say, no, I'm not even gonna say what he do. Just know that he works a lot. So you may be, you may be thinking, girl, he taking other girls on date. No, he really works a lot. Like he works a lot. (laughs) I don't want to tell y'all what he do because I'm I'm not even about to keep talking to this man. Actually, let me just go ahead and tell you. So he's a firefighter. So he works a lot. He works a ton, 24-hour shifts. So I get it, but also you make time for who you want to make time for at the end of the day. But anyways, I digress off of that. Yes, y'all, he's a fine man, and he has all of these things that are very attractive to me, but my gut, i.e. God, is telling me to fall back, fall back, Tara. And this is now the third time that I felt this way. Um, But 
it's going to be the second time that I've told him, hey, I, I can't do this because I'm actually like starting to like you. Anyways, I digress. Let's continue, you guys. <laughs> so on that same note, the other day, I don't even know when, I saw this post on Instagram and I couldn't find it, but it says something along the lines of stop being so or stop being the accommodating girl when it comes to relationships. If you want something in relationships, stand up for what you want. Now, of course, this can change depending on what that thing is or what, you know, all of that. But I realized that especially in this situation, since I had never experienced something like this, I was being overly accommodating in the quality time area. And that's something that means a lot to me. That's one of my top love languages. Um, And I was being overly accommodating because he was always working, whatever. So he was always busy. And I was like, that's fine. I understand. Until finally, I said to myself, Tyra, you are going to, that's fine. I understand yourself into a situation shit. And this guy is going to think that you don't need much else. But the truth is men, everybody anyways, but like men love to chase and they love to give. And if a man isn't giving, whether it's time, attention or whatever, it's a sign that he's not genuinely interested. And like, like this is a basic human nature sign, not just specific to men, because I do the same thing. If I'm not giving my attention or like, you know, doing little things for you, I'm not that interested. I've just come to realize that I'm also that type of person because IE um, quality time is one of my top love languages, but I also love to give gifts. We're not diving into that, but I really believe if a person is not giving you attention, um, for the most part, they're just not that into, you know, they can definitely like you because I've asked him, I was like, sir, do you like me? Like what's going on? Cause I like you. What is going on? And he was like, yes, I really do like you. I'm just really busy. So I'm gonna leave that <laughs> at that, at that. But now that I have had this experience with this firefighter guy that I was actually really starting to like, I'm now learning how to overall reframe romance. I've always been a very, I hope he likes me kind of girl, but now I'm making a conscious effort to be uncomfortable when it comes to dating. And if I feel like someone isn't that into me, I'm a fall back instead of becoming even more emotionally invested in them and not having the confidence in this relationship going anywhere. So instead of, I hope he likes me, I want to think, do I like him? Is he the type of person that I want to get to know more and spend more time with? Does he add to my happiness? And the challenge here is for me to be honest with myself and do what I need to do when the answer to any of those questions are no. This portion of the episode is sponsored by AG1. As you guys know, I've been taking AG1 since last year as a part of my overall mission to live a healthier lifestyle as I get older. Now, I know I'm only in my late 20s, but health is super important to me and AG1 makes it easy because it's a foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health, y'all. Now, before AG1, I was overwhelmed with figuring out what vitamins and nutrients I needed on a daily basis because let me be honest, 
Who is trying to take 17 different pills and supplements every single day? Not me. But now that I take AG1, every morning I have one scoop, put it in some water, shake, and I drink it. AG1 replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple drinkable habit. It's filled with over 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that keep my gut healthy, increases my mood, and most important to me, it gives me a peace of mind. I know that as long as I take AG1, I'm covered nutritionally no matter what goes on throughout the day. So if you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com slash affirmations. That's drinkag1.com slash affirmations. So make sure you check it out. And I've also linked it down in the show notes. Now back into the episode. What if this year was your last year of singleness? Would you act differently? Maybe you'd take a trip or try something extreme, do something new. Well, what's stopping you from living life to the fullest right now? This is a thought that I recently had. We never know when our lives will change forever. Singleness is honestly a very sacred time in your life that doesn't typically last too long. Over the years, I've grown to learn just how much I love my solitude and having a husband and family will drastically change that. Now, I am also aware that we change in those situations, but there will be times once I'm married with kids, all of that stuff, where I reminisce on the times where I lived alone and I had a home to myself. So I'm learning to be grateful for this time and continue to find joy in singleness, even though the anxiety and pressure can sometimes just truly feel overwhelming. Your person could be at that pottery class that you've been meaning to take for months. They could be at that new restaurant that you've been dying to try. They could be in the seat next to you on the airplane as you travel to a new country on a solo trip. The point is, we never know where we will meet our person. And for me, I really don't think it's on a dating app. That's where I met firefighter guy. And I'm just, I just have dating app fatigue. We can do a whole episode on dating apps. If you guys would like, um, send me a DM or email. If you would like an episode on that. Now I do have a series called finding joy and singleness on the podcast. If you wanted to do a deeper dive into this specific topic of finding joy while you're navigating singleness, but I want to touch on the fact that there are so many positives for every phase, stage, chapter of life. And the main one that I want to focus on here is to not rush through life. We don't know how many years we have here and focusing on the future takes away from the present. Yes, plans are important, but don't get so bogged down with it that you forget to focus on the now because now is precious and now is your gift right now at this moment. So what have you been dying to do? What excites you? Truly sit on this question. If this was my last year of singleness, what would I do? 
I found that when I actually sat and gave it time and envisioned this as being truth, I began to feel slightly overwhelmed with all of the things that I would like to experience before a family. That question alone helped put my singleness into perspective. It helped me to appreciate this time that I get to be selfish and put myself 100% first, put myself first 100% of the time. Now, that doesn't stop the feelings of longing or the anxiousness about wanting a husband or family or knowing when it's coming or if it's going to happen, but it definitely gives me something exciting to focus on and work towards while I am in this waiting period. It reminds me that I'm more than a husband and family and that loving on me is the first step to being ready to receive the love of a husband and kids. In my previous or in my previous relationships, I'll be honest, I never really focused on cultivation and building a foundation. I was just dating with with the exception of my last relationship, I will say. I was focusing more on the surface level relationship things and never really got to the root of who I am individually or as a romantic partner. So now that I am being proactive, I am also working towards finding the right community, specifically in the content I watch. Here's the thing, y'all. I do not watch reality TV. I never liked it. I don't think I ever will. All of those dating shows and shows about love. No, not me. I also fill my social media with people who are on in the same stage of life as me or they have what I want and I mean that in the healthiest way possible and I also do it outside of social media and all of these things but I really wanted to focus on you know the spaces where I can't 100% control what is shown to me in a sense of social media you know algorithms all this stuff they're going to show you more of what you um They're going to show you more of what you take in. So I try to make sure that I'm only taking in things that will add positivity to my life. And to touch on following or filling my, you know, social media with people who are, who have what I want. I was talking to one of my friends a while ago, um, Bria, you guys, if you've listened to the podcast a lot, then, you know, she's been on a couple of times, but we were just talking And we were talking about like advice in relationships and stuff. And I was just asking her about how she feels about giving advice and all of this stuff because she is married. And she was just saying that she realized that she is not going to take advice from somebody who don't have what she wants. Because how do they even know how to give sound advice on those things? And the way she meant it was, you know, and you know, there's always stipulations and 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 things and I just want to point this out for those listening she didn't necessarily mean like um or let me just give an example what she meant for example she would not go to a friend who has never had a serious relationship or is not married to talk about marriage issues and you know that sort of thing now if somebody was married before that's a whole different thing it's so complex but overall She just said that she does not go to people who have no experience with the things that she needs advice on to get advice because how can they give advice on something that they haven't experienced in that way? And I've taken that on as well. And since I have, it has honestly 
helped me out a lot. It has steered me away from a lot of, I don't even want to say bad advice because I haven't received that advice, but the experience with receiving advice has been a lot better and a lot more enjoyable. I've also been finding love or finding joy in a lot of things that I'm I'm doing now. Um, I've talked about this before, but pottery. I love pottery. I really want to become um, like a member of a pottery studio. I've been working out. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you always see me at my boxing gym. Um, I'm taking care of my body. You guys already know there was an AG1 sponsorship in this podcast. I still take my AG1. I really hope that you guys give it a try because it honestly makes a huge difference in my overall mood and my gut health. I will be honest, I don't always eat the healthiest, especially like if I've been working out so much. Um, Sometimes I'm like super tired and I just want some fried chicken. First of all, it reminds me of home or whatever, but it helps me with my gut health and it's, it's just amazing. So give AG1 a try. It also keeps this podcast going so I can keep giving you guys the best content possible. But anyways, um, oh, and also the link is down in the show notes. So try it out. But I've also been, this is one thing that I haven't talked about. And I really want to do like a pep talk Wednesday episode about this. I think I may, but I've been upgrading my wardrobe. You guys, I have been feeling so cute. I've been getting more compliments on my hair and my clothing and how I look. I've also been getting tons of compliments on my skin. Like Tyra, you're glowing. You're so glowy. You have great skin, all of that. First of all, that comes from me drinking a lot of water, taking my AG1 and doing my skincare routine. But I have noticed a difference in my wardrobe. And I think it's just me growing into my grown woman aesthetic and who I am as a like an actual like grown woman but I've been finding joy in that and in previous relationships I would always have so much not not necessarily anxiety but I would you know feel a little self-conscious about the way that I would dress because my partners wouldn't necessarily comment on the way I dress but I wouldn't feel my sexiest in whatever it was I was wearing so now I'm trying to figure that out on my own outside of a relationship so I don't have any outside factors dictating what I choose to wear I want it to be completely and wholly coming from Tyra and lastly something that I've been finding joy in is Duolingo. I'm learning Italian. Um, I cannot wait to go back to Italy. I really want to do a trip with my sister. So I'm super excited to be learning Italian. Um, I have my link down below. Let's be friends on Duolingo. If you guys do Duolingo, you can learn so many different languages and it's, it's a great time. It honestly is. Um, so that link is down below if you guys want to be friends on Duolingo because um, it's a community. I'm just trying to fill my time with or fill my space with communities that pour into me, with communities that are good for my mental health, with communities that are helping me grow. So I'm slowly but surely loving the woman that I'm becoming. And I honestly have my singleness to thank for this. single doesn't mean waiting around for someone to complete us. It's about embracing our individuality and celebrating the journey that we're on. And it's a roller coaster just as anything in life can be. 
The one thing I hold near and dear to my heart that helps to ground me is the fact that God wants to give me the desires of my heart in due time. And I choose to rest in that. Anxiety, sadness, and worry relating to dating can all be a part of the journey. Some people experience it more than others, but honor your journey. Acknowledge your feelings, work through them, but also remember just how beautiful life is. There is not a scarcity of people. The time just hasn't come. And instead of worrying, I choose to pour into me and learn more about Tyra and what she wants. My hope is that you'll take what we've talked about today as an opportunity to connect with your own experiences, uplift yourself or your friends who are having a hard time right now, and find solace in the fact that you are never alone. Keep reminding yourself that you are worth finding, worth knowing, and worth loving fully just as you are. Embrace the journey of self-discovery and let your individuality shine brightly as you navigate the dating landscape. Uh Uh-oh, you guys know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. Today, we are doing a segment that we have not done in a very long time called I Beg to Differ. And I have some hot takes. These aren't, they could be hot takes, but these aren't really for real hot takes. But we're, it's where I give you my hot take on things um that are going on so today we're going to do a dating and relationship themed i beg to differ and i have six different either ors that i'm going to go through so the first one is love at first sight or slow burning connection does love at first sight truly exist or is a deep slow burning connection more fulfilling hmm Honestly, I'm going to have to go with slow burning connection. I have never really had a love at first sight type of experience. And I was just talking to my friend Alexis and we were talking about how like, especially if you like medium ugly men, <laughs> you don't, you're not necessarily like, a, like struck with love at first sight. It's a slow burn connection. And honestly, it, it, it's a happy, it's a happy surprise when you start to fall for someone um, and they don't have to be ugly, but I've never had a love at first sight type of situation. Okay. Number two, adventure dates or classic candlelit dinners. First of all, this, this, I feel strongly about this. Do not take me on a dinner date on our first date. Do something else. Be creative. It don't have to be necessarily an adventure, but a unique date experience, maybe something that's tailored to you, like, you know, the man or something that is tailored to me or something that we can both do for the first time together. But the classic romantic candlelight dinner, no, absolutely not. I just, for me personally, I think that's more of like a third date type of thing. I want to see how you interact with the world around you. I want to see more of you at dinner. We just going to eat. And then maybe what, go home, go what, get dessert, what? I don't want to just be sitting there stuffing my face. We can get ice cream or something on the adventure date, but 
I prefer unique experiences. And I think I prefer those because that translates into how I am in relationship. I love keeping things fresh, creative. I am a creative. So it just really speaks to who I am as a person. Number three, texting or face-to-face conversations. This is hilarious because I was just telling y'all, me and a firefighter, all we do is text. I don't like texting. I don't really like texting. I actually told him that too, you guys. Um, I was like, I don't really like texting. But once again, I was being accommodating. I prefer face-to-face conversations. FaceTime will do for a short period of time, but I do prefer being face-to-face. I prefer... Maybe like if you text me, I prefer you saying what you got to say. I don't want to text all day and we can FaceTime, but I am genuinely okay with not talking to my significant other all day. If you FaceTime me, hey, I just wanted to hear your voice, see your face. Okay, cool. Okay, let me go. Are we seeing each other later? Boom. That's when, you know, you got my undivided attention in a general sense. Now, if you're away or something like that, of course, I can be accommodated in that way. But overall, I prefer face-to-face conversations. Number four, going all in or taking it slow. Okay, so I am a going all in type of girl. But here's what I got to say about this one. I think you need a mix. I think you should go all in in terms of being forthcoming, truthful, honest, giving it your best shot if you truly care about the person, but you should take it slow in a sense of don't air out all your dirty laundry on the first date. Don't overshare, truly like get to know each other. Just don't do entirely too much because it can run somebody away if you are like love bombing them or just oversharing and giving them too much information to process on a first date, second date. And I'm really, you know, talking about like at the beginning, but you should slow roll it. You know, that's how I feel. High take number five, fate or effort in finding the right one. Oh gosh. Is finding the right partner a matter of fate and destiny or is putting in effort, time and active searching the key? No, I think it's fate. And by fate, I mean, I serve an amazing guy and he has my story etched in the sand and I'm just following in the footsteps. Um, The effort thing, I don't think the effort is going into actually finding the person. The effort is going into making sure that you are fully equipped to receive that person when the time comes. Does that make sense? It better make sense. Fate. I go with fate. Number six. Public displays of affection or keeping it private. Ooh. Okay. Here's the thing. There's levels to public displays of affection. I will hold hands. I will kiss like a peck. um, And I will hug in public. But I'm not like, you know, full force making out and doing all of that. And I also look at where I'm at. Like I was dating, not even dating for real, but I went on a date with this guy, y'all. And he would not stop touching me. I wanted to deck him in his jaw. I don't talk to him anymore. Um, We just went on that one date, but he would not stop touching me. And I kept telling him to stop touching me. Apparently he likes public displays of affection. But first of all, this is the first date. Sir, please stop touching me. It's very off-putting for you to be doing this. But um, 
I do like public displays of affection that are, you know, more commonly accepted when kids are around because you, you know, you never know who's around. But I used to be more of a private person before my last relationship. I remember the first time that I actually thought about this, like, oh my gosh, I guess I'm getting into PDA. I don't know. Um, my ex-boyfriend and I were at Porto's picking up some um, pastries and we were just standing in line and then he just gave me a hug and I was like what but then I was like oh I kind of actually like this he just gave me like a little hug and started caressing like my shoulder and I was like oh this is nice I like PDA oh my god so I really I really think it depends on the person I think it depends on what they're doing but overall if it's like a little hug holding hands or a little like peck on the peck on the lips then I'm good to go with that. Now, with that being said, you guys, that is all that I have for you today. This was a great episode. I'm so glad that you guys stayed to the end. I am so happy to have gotten this off of my chest. I feel a little I feel good this was cathartic for me so thank you for listening to my dating woes and I hope you learn something or you identify with something or this just fed your soul in some type of way don't forget to subscribe to the podcast rate it leave us a review I love y'all's reviews oh my gosh we have so many reviews on apple Podcasts and spotify thank you guys so much make sure you follow us on instagram at affirmations for black girls on twitter or on x whatever it's about to be called at afbg underscore podcast and on our youtube channel affirmations for black girls and we're also on threads we're on threads at affirmations for black girls thank you guys so much for listening i will see you guys again next week for another episode of affirmations for black girls Hey, AFBG family, want more inspiration and resources delivered straight to your inbox? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive occasional updates, thought-provoking challenges, and empowering resources to deepen your self-connection journey. Join our newsletter community and stay connected with us, and let's grow together. Sign up now using the link in the show notes below or by going to tirethecreative.com podcast. Once again, that's tirethecreative.com slash podcast.